So this past week, I was listening to an episode of the Freakonomics Radio podcast. And in this episode, an economist was discussing a recent uh, study that was conducted in which they determined that two-thirds of all the people living on the planet self-identify as belonging to some religious tradition. And of those people, they found that there were two dominant forms of prayer. Can you guess what they were? The first were prayers of petition. God, help me. And the second was prayer of thanksgiving. Thank you, God. Hearing this reminded me of the events from the past, gosh, I don't know what it is, 11 or 12 days now, um, as Hurricane Ian drew closer to Florida. I was actually up north visiting family, and I found as the storm grew and came closer to Florida, I was actually praying prayers of petition more frequently. The first was, dear God, please let me make it back to Florida before the storm hits so I can be with my wife, my daughter, and grandchild. And once I returned, the prayers also intensified. Um, I remember praying, you know, please, Lord, you know, don't let the storm get too strong. You know, please, Lord, may, may it like avoid central Florida. And then eventually when it looked like the storm was actually going to hit us, I remember kind of walking around the house and through the yard just praying, you know, Lord, please, please protect my family from danger. Um, Lord, you see these big trees? Um, please. <laughs> um, so offering up a lot of prayers. And when I had done that, I felt a sense of peace. There was a saint who once said, you know, do things as if everything depends on you, but pray as if everything depends on God. So I had done that. Well, the hurricane came and went, and except for one small tree that I didn't talk to God about before the storm, which kind of landed on our car, we were unscathed. So we were, we were in pretty good shape. And I remember offering a quick prayer to God in Thanksgiving. And then today's gospel kind of hit me and jumped in my mind because something similar happened. In today's gospel, we hear about 10 men calling out to Jesus from a distance, asking him to heal them from their leprosy. They said, Jesus, master, have pity on us. You know, theirs was a very direct, simple, and intense prayer. They weren't long-winded. They didn't repeat themselves. They didn't keep asking. And just like their pleas were simple, Jesus' response was simple. He said to them, go, show yourselves to the priests. So 10 went off, but only one returned. So let's stop for a second and look back on these events of the last few weeks. Um, I'll bet many of you probably prayed prayers of petition like I did, am I right? Yeah. And as I reflected on my response, I noticed it was a little bit different than my initial prayers. I prayed very intensely, my prayers of petition, but my prayers of response was much shorter. And I thought to myself, which group of people do I identify with out of that gospel? The nine or the one? Um, you know, maybe you do too, I don't know. If you're like me and you kind of identified with the nine, don't feel bad because at some point of our lives, I think we all have been the one who've come back to God in Thanksgiving and we've been the nine um, who didn't. You know, I thought about those nine. It's like, why didn't they come back? And I'm thinking that they were so overwhelmed with joy for having been healed from leprosy that they might have like lost their minds a little bit. You know, leprosy was a terrible disease. I mean, it's grotesque. It's painful, it's very disfiguring. 
Leprosy in the Bible is kind of like the hurricane of diseases in the Old Testament. You know, like the effects of Hurricane Ian or even like COVID we've been dealing with for the last few years. Um, leprosy caused people to lose their jobs, be forced out of their homes, moved away from their families, and even kicked out of their communities. They had to self-isolate away from everyone. And when they approached someone, they had to cry out, unclean. So when they were healed and they were declared to be clean by the priests to whom Jesus had sent them, they probably went racing home in joy for being reunited with their families and with their communities, except for one man. This man was a Samaritan, a non-Jew, and he realized that something wonderful had happened to him when he was healed physically. But something also happened in his spirit that was miraculous, even more so. In addition to being healed from his physical leprosy, he was also healed of a type of spiritual leprosy. And through his healing, God was able to touch his heart and he was overwhelmed with thanksgiving. The gospel reading says that he returned, glorifying God with a loud voice, and he fell at the feet of Jesus and thanked him. This wasn't a quick and simple prayer of thanksgiving like the one that I'd offered after the storm. This was a gut-wrenching, deep-seated, from his heart, offering of thanksgiving and glory to God, whom he had come to experience through Jesus. And here's the best part. In addition to being healed from such a terrible, life-destroying illness, he received something else, something that all of us, I think, want to receive one day when we meet Jesus and we throw ourselves at his feet. We want to hear Jesus say, stand up. Your faith has saved you. Healing and salvation, isn't that what really all of us are looking for? Today's gospel acclamation invites us to, in all circumstances, to give thanks and these are challenging words. You know, life's difficult for all of us in so many different ways. I've known about people who have lost their homes because of the hurricane. I've met people who have lost their jobs over the years because of the economy and COVID. Um, I know families who are still suffering from the loss of a loved one. And there are people here in our community who struggle every day fighting for their very lives. We each have a cross to bear. So how on earth can we offer thanksgiving to God? We can do it because of who Jesus is and because of what he promises us. In the gospel reading, it says, as Jesus continued his journey to Jerusalem, he traveled through Samaria and Galilee. Now, in those days, any self-respecting Jew would not travel through Samaria to get to Jerusalem. The Jews looked at the Samarians as being uh, people who had kind of walked away from the faith by intermarrying with the Gentile people over the years. So they would take a really long route around the lake to get to Jerusalem. Picture me asking you to walk from South Orlando to North Orlando along the I-4 corridor, but for some reason you decide not to, so you take and walk the 417 all the way around. That's kind of what we're talking about here. So they go out of their way. Jesus doesn't do that. He goes right into the territory because he goes where people need him, where the castaways are, where the sinful are. He goes. In the Old Testament, leprosy was a metaphor for sin. You know, the grotesque damage done to the body by this disease was an image of the grotesque damage done to the soul, even by the most 
tiny of sins. There was once a saint who had said, if we understood the damage to our soul that even a venial sin causes, we would do everything in our power to avoid them. Like he did 2,000 years ago, going through Samaria, Jesus enters into the Samaria-like parts of our hearts and our souls, and he heals us when we call out to him like the lepers did, have pity on us. And like the lepers in today's gospel, Jesus tells us to go and show ourselves to the priests so that he, through the sacrament of reconciliation, can cleanse us from our sins and restore us to full communion with him and with everyone around us. And then we, like the lepers in the gospel, we must listen to him and simply obey what he tells us. It's because of this that we can offer thanksgiving to God, no matter what our circumstances are, because Jesus promises to heal us from the leprosy of our sin. And when you really think about it, that's really what ultimately matters. I once read, Jesus never promised us a life without pain, but he did promise to be with us as we go through it. And when we recognize and experience God's healing in our lives, healing us of our sins and our sinful natures, we too can be like that one leper who returned to Jesus, recognizing him for who he is, throwing ourselves at his feet and glorifying God and giving him thanks from the depths of our hearts for what he's done for us. Like the lepers in today's gospel, may each of us here be bold in crying out to Jesus with prayers of petition, have pity on us. And may we be like the one who returned and offered Jesus heartfelt thanksgiving Today as we leave here, let each one of us offer Jesus, who's the creator of all and the savior of everyone who believes in him, praise and thanksgiving for the miracle of healing and salvation that he continues to offer us every day.